Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 244, brought to you by Hook'em.com and our good friends at Bud Light. Drink them if you got them. Cedric Golden here with Kirk Bowles and Duck. So when we had Quandre Diggs on before the season, we asked him about his best interview ever at Texas. And Texas was struggling, and, and Diggs says, we need some more dogs yep. in the locker room. He was real. Yep. And the reason he was so real is he played with the OG Kenny Vaccaro. And he mentioned <laughs> Kenny Vaccaro that day because we he need to get Kenny Vaccaro. So we've been trying to get the dogs on the podcast this year. And guess who we've got? Kenny Vaccaro just retired, just retired from the NFL. And he's, he's embarking on an esports career and, we want to talk about all things Kenny Vaccaro. How you doing today, man? I'm good, Cedric. How you been? Man, can't complain. Uh, we we loved your hard-nosed style at Texas. A lot of that is lacking these <laughs> days. Um, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit yeah. later. But first, let's talk about your esports venture. G- G1 yeah. uh, Game Gamers First is your yeah. company. Uh, how did that come about? Um, we actually established the company probably – 2019, but we kind of made our first official PR launch just recently. That's why everybody heard about it. We knew we needed to do that to actually grow. You can't just tweet things out now and expect people to, to reach it because you know the algorithm is. It might not reach half your followers, but if you get it to the right media outlets and do things like we're doing right now, you can reach, you know, the whole world. So, um, yeah, that kind of came about. You know, I've kind of been a gamer my whole life. Um, got real big into the gaming. Honestly, when I broke my ankle my rookie year, uh, I hadn't, I didn't play in college. I was focused on, you know, Texas being great, and that was about it. I just wanted to play football. But when I broke my ankle my rookie year, I um, picked up a PlayStation, um, bought a game called Destiny, a first-person shooter, and just became – when I wasn't playing football, I just became almost obsessed with it because I felt like I was competing, you know, in my living room and not competing on the field. It was – I got a, I got a rush – from, you know, winning games that I only really get in football. So I was like, man, like this could really be some, some one day. So I, you know, I teamed up with two of my, my good friends, Cody and Hunter. And, uh, you know, we started this org. Um, I wanted to have a org, an esports org based in Austin. I think Austin's the number one city in the country. I think everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to move here. And there's not really a, a prominent esports organization in the city and every other major city across the United States has one. Um, whether it's, you know, Hunter Thieves, in LA, you know, Atlanta phase down in Atlanta, New York subliners in New York, you know, LA gorillas in LA, um, Houston outlaws. I mean, there's, they're pretty much spread out optic Texas, which is in Dallas, Texas. Um, but Austin's the, you know, it's becoming a tech 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 capital and there's no gaming presence here. So I was like, man, let me, let me plant my flag. Hey, hey, 
Kenny, can you describe to our listeners just how big it is? Did you just kind of hit on it with how big it is in all these major cities? It's, this is a worldwide thing, though. I mean, what kind of numbers are we thinking? Uh, are we talking that are playing esports today? We're behind right now in America a little bit. Um, China, Japan. I mean, I think what was it? Maybe a year or two ago, 150 million people were watching the League of Legends Championship. I mean, I don't. I know it's a lot more than they're watching the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> even in Europe, the CS:GO scene it's just so much bigger overseas, and I think it's starting to finally come to America. And just the streams, the Twitch, the viewership, the impressions. I'm seeing sponsors and major companies rather sponsor a gamer right now that's playing a game all day and get they get their product on the screen. They rather sponsor that guy than they sponsor an athlete at this point. It's 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 actually it's actually insane if you really pay attention to what that whole scene is doing to the world. I was looking online, Kenny, um, and the Halo Championship Series yep. is back this year after three-year absence, and that's your gig. You're, Halo, yep. you're, the, you're a Halo guy. Yep. I was looking at some of the prize money from 2018, $250,000 in prize purses, uh, yep. U.S., Canada, Mexico, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and um, so when I heard that you were involved, I, I started looking around to see what other um, athletes were involved. Rick Fox, the NBA guy from the Lakers, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. Oh, yeah. uh, so this is a big deal among athletes as well. What other yep. athletes do you know that are involved in esports that are that are hoping to, to compete like you're doing? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I don't know if another athlete actually owns the esports org. A lot of them either sign with the org and play the video games or they invest. But I don't know if anybody's a CEO running an org themselves. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever really done that. I know I, I have friends that invest in esports or they sign to a team. They actually they're, they're an actual gamer. But I don't know if anybody's doing like I'm doing day to day things. I'm meeting with sponsors. I'm signing players. I'm having hard conversations with employees. Like I'm running a major company, so it's a little bit different. Wow. Um, but there's a lot of athletes that you know, Phase Clan. They just they just IPO'd um, officially. Like they they became a public company, which means they they valued over a billion dollar company not too long ago. Um, I know Bronny James has signed to them. You know, uh, Bron LeBron's son. You know, Kyler Murray's one of their huge athletes. Um, ben Simmons. Um, they they got rappers. They got Lil Yachty. I mean, they. I mean, it's gaming culture lifestyle, fashion, everything blended into one is what this scene's becoming. <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to think of an equivalent in sports, isn't it? I mean, you know, they've, they've always talked about soccer. You know, soccer's come into America, and we have an MLS team in Austin, but this is just exploding, isn't it? It's like, well, where does it go? What's the, on the horizon, Kenny? I think 10 to 15 years ago, gamers were thought of, you know, basement dwellers that got scolded by their parents of you'll never be nothing. And now it's become now it now the parents are actually handing these kids a controller and say, you need to get better at this. <laughs> you look on YouTube now. How many little kids y'all see? How, how many see how many kids on YouTube do you see the young kids that are making millions of dollars a year opening toys? I mean, that's not gaming, but that's a form of content. And gaming right, is right. content. Um, now everybody's like, man, they're just doing things that we they're just filming things that we do every day and they're making money up, off it. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but this is just where the world's going. It's, it's all about the social media and the impression and the reach, and that's all tied into content and gaming. 
Is it it something you're going to do for like the next 40, 50 years, Kenny? Is it? Hey, until I lay on that, until I'm gone, I think uh, this is is something I could, you know, my my boys play the video games every day. I love playing on myself. I love, you know, interacting with all my, you know, all the players that I have signed. I hang out with them. I try to run this thing like a, like an NFL organization, you know, but, but I want to be that player's coach. I want to be that player's GM, not the guy that, that wants to belittle anybody or act like he's in power, but the guy that's side by side with his players on the battlefield. I'm, I'm in the trenches too, gaming right alongside him, um, showing that I can do the same things they're doing. I want to show, you know, every day I stream after I work out just to show my, just to show the players like, Hey, I'm grinding. Like I'm doing what I need to do. You can too. So um, for me, this is, I can see, I mean, I can see me doing this until I can't do it anymore. How many uh, how many players are you going to sign to G1, Kenny? Right now we have 14 total. We haven't announced our Halo team yet. We'll announce tomorrow officially. I mean, everybody knows we got one because we play so high. We've actually already beat a team. This is a funny story named G2. I didn't even know about them when I made G1, but they're <laughs> a huge European org. I mean, they're worth multi-millions. Multi um, and we actually beat them already in a tournament. So we've already got you a little power. You nothing. I read that. Yeah, we already got a robber going and everybody it's, it's it's shaking the world up. But you know, any publicity is good publicity. Um, my plan is to sign. I, I don't have a set number of players I want to sign, but I want to grow this thing to, you know, one of the number one, you know, companies and esports orgs in the country, uh, in the world, really. Um, and that starts, I think that starts with us being here in Austin, being here local. Um, I think everybody wants to be here. People want a part of Austin. And I think what better spot to, to start this? So how, how old are your boys, Kenny, and which one's the best at it so far? Uh, nine, six, and then I got a one-year-old. He's not quite ready for the controller yet, but <laughs> my nine and six-year-old is probably my, my, my middle son is the best. He's a, a little Fortnite champion, Call of Duty. I mean, this is – if they're not playing the video games, they're watching other kids on YouTube playing. You know how it goes now. Um, <laughs> that's all they want to watch. But, uh, but uh, I mean, we're, we're big into sports. I mean, I'm doing – if I'm not – you know, holding meetings as a CEO of Gamers First. I'm coaching my son. They have the, probably the number one flag football team in Texas and maybe the country. We'll, we'll, we'll find out at the at the uh, the Pro Bowl this year. We're, we're going to compete for a national championship in uh, Las Vegas. Um, but um, but yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm busy doing. Either gaming or playing football. Still. <laughs> All right. Is that your nine year old? That's your nine. Yeah, my nine year old is on one of the. Yeah, his team qualified for the Pro Bowl. That's I think they're going to be competing at halftime of the Pro Bowl. Just for, for the number one to be the number one team in the country. What's his That's name? Awesome. My name, Kenny, Kenneth Vaccaro. <laughs> oh, he's a third. He's a third. He's a third. Yep. Oh, Jun- nice. the third. My dad, my dad was the first. Yeah. See a DB. First, actually a receiver and a DB. Oh, he's better wow. at defense, but he wants to be a star. You know, these kids these days, they, they, they want to be score. a star. They want to score touchdowns. They yeah. want to do gritties and dances. They're not like <laughs> me. I always want to play safety and just, knock the crap out of somebody. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you, we, we got to talk about, we got to talk about um, your, your career. And um, I'm, I'm watching Kevin Byard play and oh, uh, he's one of the gosh. best safeties in the game, but yep. just like Quandre Diggs, he got to play with the OG for a couple of seasons. And I oh. see some Vaccaro and Kevin Byard always around the ball. Yeah, he's, when he's I watch different. him, I got to ask you this. You're 30. Yeah. How tough was it to walk away? From the game you've been playing so long. Yeah. It was tough. I've had, you know, I had multiple offers, as you probably read. Um, but I knew 
I had an opportunity to do something in Austin that wasn't going to, it might not necessarily be here after the season. I just felt it. I felt the city growing. I could feel almost the pressure of the city, like closing in on me. So you need to do something big. You need, you need to make a statement here. You need to go out and do what your heart's telling you. So I made that decision. Uh, the same day that I, I turned down a team was the same day a man um, wrote me a check for the same, probably, probably more, more than the amount of money I would have gotten in the NFL for G1. So it all, it all worked out for me. Yep. Well, you said you had multiple teams. I mean, did you kind of go back and forth, or did you make the decision, Kenny, cold turkey, I'm done? There was a little bit of like, ah, we'll see, we'll see. But I didn't I didn't want to be – I've never been that type of guy that kind of beat around the bush. So I, David's like, Kenny, do you want me to tell teams to stop calling because they won't stop calling? And I was like, David, <laughs> I'm doing this this year. I'm not – I didn't – you know, I haven't put in my papers officially – um, if, if I wanted to like make a heroic return, maybe I do it next year. But for right now, my whole focus is growing G1 into, like I said, to be one of the most powerful, you know, esports organizations in the world. Mm. I love it. Um, great career, 110 games, 109 starts. You you were like Justin Blaylock. You you went to the pros <laughs> and you just said, "I'm starting," yeah. and you started. Um, yeah. I ask you about that 2019 Tennessee team. You were the story yep. of that postseason. You had four tackles, two for a loss. Shut down the New England Tom Brady Patriots. Ended yep. that relationship. Then you go to Baltimore, take out the league MVP, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Uh, Kirk and I thought that the Titans were going to win the Super Bowl. We talked we about chance. it. We had a chance. That Kansas City team was a tough team that year. But uh, I think I think we proved some people wrong. I, I, I'm pretty sure we we're a 15-point underdog versus Baltimore going into uh, ATT Bank Stadium. And we came out with a, you know, a convincing win. That team was special. Um, I'll never forget that season, man. Just that group of DBs, Kevin Byard, Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, Malcolm Butler, you know, all of us guys. Um, Dane Cruikshank. I mean, it was, it was a historic season. But I really – if I can say one thing that um, when I look back on my career, that really like really makes me happy and I can be at peace with, I feel like when I got to the Titans is when that whole culture kind of shifted. You know, when mm -hmm. I, Brable was the, the first year I got to the Titans was the first year Brable was head coach too. So we kind of came in, we came together with a common goal and we might not have won a Super Bowl or anything like that early on, but the last three, four years, Titans have been the real deal. And I, I honestly can say I, I appreciate getting being able to be a part of that that culture shift because that's the number one thing that you can you you want to you want a player to be able to do. And, and you mentioned the toughness and, and said mentioned that too. I mean yeah. Yeah, that hard nosed thing and not all that starts in Brownwood or started long before that, but it's just it's something it inside Brownwood. you. <laughs> it's something yeah. inside you. You always had it, Kenny. Yeah, it um. It started when I was a young boy in Brownwood, Texas, playing tackle football on dirt and rocks and stickers and just getting up and dusting myself off and going at it again. Um, the game's changed now. It's You can't really play that way anymore. Um, you know, my, my hard-nosed old style, like you, you still want to be physical, but at the same time, you got to be smart now. You want to go for the ball more than the hit now. And I respect it. Players are healthier. Um, the offense does get, you know, all the advantages, but at the same time, Defense is defense. It's always going to be one with attitude, you know, and the best defenses have the best attitude. <clears throat> I wonder uh, NIL is now in place now. I wonder what a Kenny Vaccaro would be, would have been worth it, Texas said. Well, you got any idea? A little bit. Because um, <laughs> well, you remember my junior year, I probably could have came out, and I think I would have been a, at least a late first rounder after my junior year. Yeah. We were surprised. I can only imagine coming back. We were. We were surprised. Yeah, I can only imagine. 
coming back, how much I could have made that year. I don't know. It could have been, I'm a, I might've got paid to come back. Right. Cause it would have been legal. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but now that you mentioned NIL, the fact that, you know, I look back on those memories and what, what could have been, that's the reason why, you know, I'm getting involved with this Clarkfield collective thing. And, you know, we've already started with 10 million we've got from donors and I'm going to, I'm gonna, I, I want to focus personally on getting some of these DBs, you know, taken care of. I know the O linemen already have like a little fun that they're doing, but I want to, uh, I want to give back, you know, to the school that's pretty much given me everything that I've, I've gotten. Right. Um, right. Regardless of what happened, you know, um, I am, I am grateful for what Texas did for me. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life joining coach Akina and, you know, going to the number one school in the world. So um, I think the best thing I can do is even though I just retired, just start giving back immediately. I love that, man. And, and the one the one thing about Kenny is put his money where his mouth is. The Kenny Caro <laughs> Foundation has yeah. provided resources for economically challenged students in literacy yeah. and academics in places like Dallas, Nashville, New Orleans. Yeah. And even in Nairobi, Kenya, where you team with the Blessed Hope Foundation to open a school. Yeah, we did it by ourselves. Yeah, we did it by ourselves. I didn't partner really with any big org- funding organization. You know, I put a lot of my own money into it. And me and one of my best friends, Michael Hobbs, built the whole school in Kenya on our own. I really didn't do PR at the time. I've never been a guy that does like a whole bunch of like, look at me, look at me stuff. Um, so kind of under the radar. But eventually, you know, word spreads. And, I, and I'm glad we got that done. We, we're going to have some future projects that are really exciting <laughs> coming soon. <clears throat> Why was it important for you to do that? And and, and also, uh, you've always spoken your mind and you've always yep. uh, used your platform to help promote social change and fair treatment yep. for people yep. of color. Why has that always been important to you, Kenny? I guess for me, I felt like I, I should always speak up because I've always been on both sides. You know, my dad was white. My mom was black. So I've seen and I grew up in a town that was more more white than black but a lot of my best friends were black. So I've, I've been on both sides. I'm truly not, I'm, I'm not biased. I, I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a biracial kid. Um, and my perspective of the world, I believe is how the world should view everyone, right? Like I don't have a side cause I am everything. Um, so for me, there's, it's just an easy thing. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen people go through, you know, racial injustice and inequality. Shoot, I had it the other day, yesterday. I hit a, let me tell you a story. Yesterday at Starbucks, I barely touched a lady's uh, car, getting out of getting out of the car. And all she had was plastic. So there was no mark. She called the police on me immediately. She saw wow. me and said, I'm dialing 911. It was wow. a straight hearing. It was straight off the, it was literally. And I was like, man, that was my first time. I've had it before, but it's been a long time since I've experienced, you know, pre-justice like that. And I just, I was like, man, that's crazy. She would do that. She got behind my car and said, I'm calling the police on you. I said, for what? She goes, because you, I think you touched my car. <laughs> I think. Touch it. Touch it. She called 911 and I didn't buy, I, I eventually she moved and I just drove off. But yeah, that stuff still happens in this world and somebody has got to speak up about it. Right. Just, just ridiculous, ridiculous act, you know, of racism and different things that that can't happen really. Not, not, in, not in this day and age. It's gotten more, uh, it's gotten more popular to be hateful. Somehow yep. that's become in sure. vogue. And I, I, yeah. no, we, we, none of us were raised that way. We don't hate people. And, and uh, when, when you see, when I hear stories like that, and, uh, you know, I walked in the elevator three weeks ago. Kirk, I didn't tell you this. I met the mall walking in the elevator three weeks ago. And this woman uh, 
this white woman's in the elevator and she kind of clutches at her purse. And I just kind of looked at her. I go, and I looked at her, I go, I probably make more money than you. I'm not going to steal your purse, lady. I, I, why, why would I steal your purse? We're at Dillard's. I mean, yeah, we're both in the same financial thing. So yeah. I, I hate that you had to go through that. But it's sadly, that's that's kind of how the, the world is going right now. It's yeah. And, and I think this is with this new generation and people speaking up like myself. And there's a lot of a lot of people that are doing a far better job than me. Emmanuel Acho is doing a great job. Shout out great. to him, my brother. Um, that that'll slowly go away as this is because this, this younger generation is going to be born into a different world. And that's what I truly believe. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it needs to go away faster. That's the problem. It, it's too slow for all of us. I mean, yeah. when, when you okay. see a ride, a ride at our Capitol, you know, by people that the president calls well-meaning, and I'm sorry, that's divisive. That's hate. Ridiculous. But that's no. just ridiculous. And, and so many people are predisposed to that. And that's what we got to get rid of. And, and I've always said, you know, these young kids, they don't grow up being racially biased or seeing no, they're, taught taught that. Taught. They're, they're taught that. So it's incumbent on parents and mentors to teach them. No, hate is wrong. You yeah. know, don't see color, see the person, you know, 100%. So I just, I just applaud you for, for all your efforts, Kenny. It's just yeah. great. Great. And, uh, you know, I love the fact he's embarking on a new career, but, uh, said talked about the barking as a dog, uh, you know, said and I have struggled covering this team this year, and I don't no. know if you get a chance to watch them much. Watch them. What, do, what do you see as the problem? Why uh, can't you get over the hump? I, mean, I hate to go back to this, but the fact that somebody recorded Bo after 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 a game, that's all, all right. I need to see. I'm, like, almost about to, start, I'm about to start tearing up thinking about it. Like, I'm about to start tearing up. That was that, – there's nothing lower than to me. Like, as, as a captain of that team – I, I can't even tell you what I would have done to the. I don't even know who did it. I don't even care. I don't even. I, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have happened. Not on my watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wouldn't have happened on Earl Thomas's watch or Colt McCoy's or Brian Arakpo's. You know, Roy or Miller. Shipley's or Roy Miller's or Derek Johnson. Vy. Vy. It's not you'll get. What you'll is get, that? What is that? What is that show? What's that show, It's that. It's it's kids are so caught up in these social media mentions and followers and it, it's it's they're caught up in the wrong thing. They're, they're caught up in how much money they can make off the field when you ain't even done shit on the field. Honestly, right. like, like, why are you right. looking for a check, brother? You ain't, you ain't pissed a drop. Like, and, uh, and I, and I, when I got there, you know, I was, I was coming off a torn ACL. All I cared about was sacrificing my life on the wedge on kickoff because I knew Earl Thomas, I knew Blake Gideon, I knew Lamar Houston, I knew Sergio Kendall were counting on me to go down there and make a tackle on kickoff. That's all I cared about. And, and, and then I ended up being a first rounder. But my senior year, Coach Akina, he tried to show every player, he goes, this is what made Kenny who he is. And he showed about 20 special team plays of me, literally, because back then you could have a three-man wedge that was linked up. Yes, and I would right. literally run the wedge over and go make the play three or four times a game for my team, for Colt McCoy. You know, I, I, I felt like I had a job to do. I, I played for my teammates. I didn't care about followers. This, this was like right when social media really got hot. I just didn't care. The things that kids care about now, I didn't care about. I cared about being a great teammate, earning the respect of the locker room, and us winning games. I love my coaches. Um, but, you know, but you know, Kenny, it's like, but why is it particular to Texas? I mean, Alabama's got to have kids like that. Georgia's yeah, got to have kids do, like that. But they, they got a program that's weeding them out, Kurt. <laughs> it's just yeah. weeding them out. They got seniors every year. They got, there's always going to be kids like that. 
but I've right. seen kids can change too now. Right. You can, might come in a knucklehead, but when you, when you leave your senior year, you might be one of the, you know, a blue collar first class uh, player. Um, so the problem is these kids are, they're, they're getting to the university and they're, they're, they're staying the same kid they were when they were 18, when they walk in the door out, I, I changed. I was a knucklehead when I was, when I was young. I mean, I was going out doing this and that football was always my priority, but I evolved as a man. And I think, that starts with leadership. I think that starts in the locker room. I don't think a coach can make this happen. I think it's bringing in the right type of players, the right type of mentality. Um, it's always been a players' league. People say that in NFL game is the game is won by players. Coaches can help. They can have a great scheme. But at the end of the day, players have to make plays. That's like accountability. I got accountability. Is what it is. You're a coach. You sound like Coach Kenny Vaccaro. I will go. I'm, I'm, Maybe one I'm, day. My big fat ass ready to run through a wall right now. No, nah, I, mean, I mean, it just got me. It got me worked up, man, just thinking about that video I saw. And I'm like, man, this is the story of Texas since since after my freshman year. I see, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we not even, yeah, it's just really since after I've been gone. It's been the story of this, where the mentality and like where it's gone. And hopefully, you know, Coach Stark can get that change. And I think he will. Um, but it was unfortunate to see that this year. It really was because I think it was a, a telling. It just told uh, this is the reason why they haven't won. It was Miami. The video. I, I'm, I'm telling you, we talked. We talked about the video <laughs> on this podcast, and nothing but love for Bo Davis because we all played sports and we've time. all been cussed out by a coach. That recording? got me going. I was like, "Why are you recording him? Like, if anything, I'd have been fired up, ready to tackle somebody. Like, why was this like?" in your mind, the opportunity to get likes on, on social media. Underhanded. Right. Yeah. Underhanded. We, it yeah. is what it is. And sometimes, hopefully it can change. Sometimes, Kenny, I wonder if it's the, just the culture and the environment of Austin. It's such a great city. And, and like yeah. a lot of you guys come back and does that make them soft? Do they uh, lose an edge? I mean, I'm not going out and taking these guys. Out. Like I don't, I haven't, I'm not doing anything like that. So I'm not sure if it's the city necessarily, but I mean, are you saying like cities like what Alabama you ain't much to do and I'll stay maybe. I don't yeah, know. Man, there's so many options. Maybe yeah, people have city. options here. Yeah, there's options, but we're not in LA now. You know what I'm saying? We're not Austin's nice and it's growing, but I don't use that as excuse. I mean, if yeah. you really want to play, if you want to be a superstar and, and be the man and walk the sixth street and be the man, go perform on the field, please. Right. right? Like if you want to be that, you want to be in the limelight, go earn it. Like everybody else yeah. did. Right. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. We'll see. That, uh, you know, said hit on it. Are we going to talk to you as Coach Vaccaro someday? Is that <laughs> even a possibility? I don't know. But if, if Blake Gideon ends up being a head coach, I'll, I'll ask him to bring me as a DB coach. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only, that's the only coach I'll work for. I love that, man. <laughs> that was awesome. But um, I love it. I appreciate y'all having me. Sorry if I got a little riled up there. No, no. I don't talk great. ball a lot. Not Texas ball, at least. I don't get to talk it too much because, you know, it hasn't been great. So, <clears throat> Yeah, we had we had Roy Miller on. He was talking about being in the NFL, and Friday everybody wore their jer college jerseys. He said, "Man, it was hard wearing my Texas stuff, you know, because yeah. like you said, it's been a dozen years." You know? and, and, and another big problem is that I'm gonna say right now is we haven't recruited the quarterback position very well. Um, obviously, you know, I got recruited. It was Garrett Gilbert, but I remember I was best. I was great friends with Robert Griffin. I remember us telling him he wasn't good enough. I oh. remember Johnny Menzel begging to come to our school. Johnny's one of my good friends to this day. 
he still throws up the horn because he wanted he's he's burnt orange to to his pulp. He just happened to go to A and M because he was forced to. But I remember him saying like they wouldn't let me play quarterback. I remember I, Baker Mayfield was in our backyard. Andrew Luck, we didn't offer him because we offered Garrett the year before, so we promised Garrett we wouldn't offer a quarterback before him. I mean, there's just it goes on and on now. Like, Nick Foles, Nick Foles at Westlake, and and Clubnick at Westlake going to Clemson. You know, I mean, it's just Patrick Mahomes is over there in Dallas. You know, Dallas. It's just like I'm just like the the quarterback runs. The t- it, 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 it's the lifeline. It's the heartbeat of a team. Especially can't miss, can't miss on that one. You can't miss on them, and we have not, we have not hit. We just and uh, and and that's no dis, disrespect. That's no like disrespect to you know Sam. These are great quarter. These are great quarterbacks that came through here. But I'm talking about as a whole in the last ten years. I'm not talking about one era. I'm talking about we should have guys getting pumped in and out, and in and out. You know, Quinn Air, pipeline, yeah. pipeline. Quinn Air is decommitting from us. Like why? Like you know, going to Ohio State. Now he's leaving Ohio State. Does he yeah. really does he really care about ball? I don't know. Maybe he wants money, but. At the same time, we had a kid with this Westlake kid. Wasn't he number two in the country? Yeah. Where's he going? Clemson? Clemson. Dabo, Dabo was in Austin at DKR last week. I talked to him. Yeah. Yep. Dabo. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Art, Art Manning. Are we going to get him at a old New Orleans uh, Newman? Doubt it. But those type of players and those and those type of like decisions change the course of a program. It just is what it is. So hey, who's won the Super Bowl this year? I got my shoot. I gotta say, my Titans. Um, you know, without a big boy, those, though, without big boy, I, they're so gritty. They're so gritty. Uh, you, you, they have so many injuries, and they keep winning. But if I can honestly, obviously, not being non-biased, Super Bowl this year, man, I don't know, man. They're so uh, this year's been so balanced. Have y'all not felt that? Like it's kind of yeah, like yeah. there's, there's not, not just one a team. team. Yeah, like, do I think not Arizona's actually ready? I don't think Arizona's actually ready to go all the way. I think they're a good team, but are they really ready to take over? No, uh, not yet. They got to get hurt first. They got to um, get their hearts broken first. Yeah, I think they got to get the heartbreak and they bounce back the next year. Yeah. Um, Dallas, they're always the same, right? They're Packers. <laughs> Packers. They're, they're a good team. Um, I think Packers have a great potential because I feel like Aaron Rodgers feels that pressure of him getting – he's just – he falls short every – a little bit short sometimes, right? Um, right. I think the Packers have a good chance. What are the other top teams right now? Rams, Rams Buccaneers. Rams obviously. don't look good right now. I no, think, I think, uh, I think the Bucks might knock out the Packers. I think the Bucks might might get back to it. But in the AFC, New England, they, man, they showed us something. Last I was going to say New England is going to be a sneaky, sneaky favorite to get in. I'm telling you, yeah. they're playing yeah. good defense, and this Mac Jones is the, was the best quarterback pick in the draft. I don't care what anybody says. He, I didn't think he was going to be. I was on the data list, but he was the most ready to play player in the, in, the, in in that last class, and you can yeah. see it. I hope y'all can see it. Like, could you, could you imagine a, an offense throwing five times on you and still beating you? That's a good coach. They're saying, "Ah, oh, wasn't Bill Belichick, man." I think that's a good game plan. That's Josh McDaniels. That's Bill Belichick. But you know, that's Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry getting down in them trenches and blowing kids off the ball. So, no, I um, I think the Patriots are sneaky. The Bills didn't look great. Chiefs are always in it. You know, Chiefs. When you got Patrick Mahomes at the helm of your team, you might you can win anything, right? Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. This yeah, year they got a defense playing again. Yeah, this year it seems like it's it's hard to predict, right? There's no like. It's wide open to me. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, man, this has been awesome, man. We just love having you and good to talk with you. And 
yeah. man, you're spilling some wisdom on us and just huh. we just see the love and, and the love for the university, the love for the world, and you want to make us a better place. And appreciate it, brother. And we love it, man. Thank you, man. Y'all can have me anytime, man. We gotta do this more. I'm so, I was away for a long time, but now I'll be in town. So I love Excellent. to hear that, man. He's Kenny Vaccaro. You're not, but we are so blessed that he that he chopped it up with us for a few minutes today. Kenny, much luck in the esports. Happy yep. retirement, and we'll, we'll get with you real soon. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. Later. Take care, man. Have a great one. On Second Thought. How great was Kenny Vaccaro, Doug, just dropping knowledge and just giving us a real insight. Man, the names he listed at quarterback. Oh, my God, Doug. It's not exactly a secret. We've all written about it. It's just a mind. luck. But Johnny yeah. Manziel's a UT Burlington oh, yeah. guy. He used to come over to Austin all the time. He wanted to be a Longhorn. And you remember, Muschamp thought, oh, he'd be a safety. Remember? All Robert that? Griffin no. III, the greatest loved, player in Baylor history, could have been here. Oh, JT Barrett wanted to be here. Instead, went to Could Ohio you State. imagine – how good Mac Mac would still be the coach. How good Mac would have if he went Vince Young, Colt McCoy, then RG3. Two biggest things, evaluation, development. And he ended up losing on both sides of it. Tyrone Swoops in a great quarterback. We know that. Now, Gary Gilbert, you and I both were convinced he's the we guy. We thought he'd be he was, great. We thought he'd be great. Maybe the best high school quarterback I've ever seen. And I, I thought the same way with Drew Brees. Saw Drew Brees. His first game, I said, that guy's magic. You could just tell. But Quinn Ewers is another guy. I just, you know, I saw him in the state championship game. He wasn't that impressive, was he? No, he wasn't, but he could play, Doc, and he's got oh, yeah, talent. He can play. And now, yeah. And now you, you, you wonder, you know, Sarkeesian kept it real with us at the end of the season. He said, we got to open this quarterback thing up. We got to get yep. better. And, Ewers is on the table. He was at the Ewers household and oh. and um, also went went to check in on with Malik Murphy of, in Sarah, California. I mean, Gardenia, California, Sarah High School, uh, class of 2022. So um, he's definitely opening this thing up. My question is this. Ewers is, is all over the place. TCU, Texas. Um, okay. Texas Tech, uh, do the Longhorns with the NIL, and I hate to use this term, but I'm going to use it, Duck. Are the Longhorns about to get in a, a bidding war for Queen Ewers? Hey, the climate is prime for bidding wars. That's the future. That's the future. We're going to – I can see us – you know, it, it's it, we're right on the tip of it right now. This is the pioneer. This is the frontier. It may be as early as next year where – you know, you and I don't write a whole lot about recruiting, obviously, but nope. we could see where recruiting writers ask the guy. So, hey, what what what's Auburn offering? What's uh, Nebraska got? Is Texas? Is it six figure? You know, it's just like let's put it out there. It is what it is. It's legalized cheating. It's not cheating because it's legal now, and everybody's doing it. And you know what? They people have always paid for the blue chip players. I don't care what sure. you say to me. I know oh. that, that colleges pay for these players, and that's my opinion, and I'm never coming off of that. Absolutely. The only the thing that's changed is it's kind of, it, is they've allowed some legal things to happen now. Horns with heart 
Uh, they're going to be paying offensive linemen 50 grand a year. Would you pay that on the offensive lineman you saw this year? 50 grand a year at Texas? Were those no, guys worth 50K? Well, these are good linemen they're going to buy. I mean, uh, <laughs> subsidize. I didn't mean, I didn't mean buy. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the price of recruiting is going up by the day. And here's the other thing, too. It doesn't cost the schools jack. Schools aren't out anything. It's it's this donor, Billy Bob donor. And, it's and Kenny Vaccaro. He's involved in it. Exactly. The alumni. It's legal. It's it's accepted. It's even encouraged. And yay, player. Good they're for the players. They're getting their due. Now, their problems, their problems, because it's going to get down to, well, what's this school offering you? Well, we can offer you this. All the stuff that was under the table, over the table now. Yes, sir. So, and Quinn Ewers, it's just like, no, it's interesting. Also, it begs the question, can you ever have too many quarterbacks? I'm not sure you can. I mean, you only have 85 scholarships, and you got to build that whole team, and that's been part of Texas' problem. But they have missed out on buku great quarterbacks. We all know that. The whole fan base knows that. But, you know, you got basically you got three scholarship quarterbacks on campus. You got Malik Murphy coming in as a fourth. He's definitely going to bring in a transfer portal quarterback, whether it's Quinn Ewers or who. Uh, I feel convinced he's going to get one. So and you know, maybe probably going to leave, right? I would guess. My guess, if they assign Quinn Ewers or you know Plan A, Plan B, Plan A one, I would think one of them might leave. It's hard for me to imagine Casey leaving. It's you know he'd be a fifth year senior next year. Uh, I don't know, just starting over at his age. But we see it all the time. We yeah. see it all the time. Guys with one year left leave. So I I wouldn't rule anything out. And be honest with you, I don't begrudge any of these quarterbacks for leaving. If uh, It's all about playing and getting on the field, right? Yeah, because Queen yours wasn't going to sit around in Columbus and watch C.J. Stroud go to New York for the next two years while he's going to wait his turn and maybe pull a Matt Castle and be a starter one year. It don't work like that anymore. There are too many gigs out there, too many paying gigs, I might add, <laughs> out there, Doug, for him to be sitting around eating yeah. tea cakes. What would Vince Young be worth today if he was that junior year? When he started that two-year run, what the hell would he be worth today? To Let's just say in today's climate, V.Y. actually would have come back. Because VY probably could have gotten a couple of million to play maybe, one more year. Maybe, but you know, the way NFL salaries are, you got you know, you got to start that clock. You got to go when you're high. He had to go. He had to go. You know, you know what's funny? To make a good point though. You wonder if others marginal guys, you know, we just heard Kenny Vaccaro say, you know, he thought about coming out after his junior year, but he thought he might be a late first round, he might improve his stock, and he was and he did. 15th pick in the first round. So I think we may see more guys like that. Like, hey, I'm having fun in college. I'm going to get another year, maybe make 100 G, 200 G. Hey, I'll stay and have some fun for a while. I love it, man. I love it. And, you know, um, it's fun to be talking about Texas football, but I'd much rather be talking about Texas football getting ready for a bowl game. And Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait they're not going to a bowl game? Nah. nah. No bowl game? Oh, my God. The only bowl they're going to is probably down the hall on the right, and I hope there's not a P-chart on the wall when they go. Oh, God, no bowl game. 
Is it sunk in yet? I mean, jeepers, no bowl. Sunk in after they lost at Kansas. Yeah. 80, 82 bowl spots, and you don't get one. There are only 130 FBS teams. Everybody's in a bowl game. Not everybody, fam. Not, Not everybody. everybody. It's going to be interesting how much that hurts. You know, it's interesting, too, because I don't know how much it hurts. It hurts this team, and it hurts this coaching staff. It hurts their credibility. But players want to play. They do. You know, they I want the swag. I wonder how many living rooms in he goes into, said, where he goes, yeah, he didn't go to a bowl game, coach. Are you going to a bowl game next year? All of them. All of them. I don't know. I think most of them are saying, what am I, who's, who's on the depth chart? What are my chances of playing? Who is my assistant coach? You know, uh, who are the prettiest co-eds? Uh, what dorm do they live in? It's like, what's the average temperature in Austin? I, I think most of them could care less. They're not in a bowl game. Now the great ones, well, they're all at Alabama and the other ones that are greater at Clemson or Georgia, Ohio state, but there's that another tier that's fair game for everybody. I'm going to tell you, um, I was I was doing College Station Radio earlier this week, Duck, and I think that Baylor and OU, oh, I mean, Baylor and Oklahoma State playing in the Big 12 title game was a huge deal for the Big 12 moving forward. Oh, Without yeah. Texas and OU, they drew 8, mil, 8 million viewers, Duck. Imagine uh, oh, yeah. if Texas and OU had been in there, it probably would have been 12, but those are pretty nice numbers for, for Big 12 life. Mm-hmm. They are, and uh, I'm sure Bowlesby loved it more than anybody. But, you know, for Bader team, it's picked eighth. Eighth in the Big 12. And what did they finish in the CFP? Seventh. They finished higher in the, seven, in the CFP national rankings than they did in their own conference ratings. So, He's the national coach of the year. I don't care what anybody says. That's you. I voted for. I voted, you know, and you've got Luke Fickle. you got uh, – uh, Jim Harbaugh, you got a lot of great candidates. Hell, Nick Saban, look at the job he did. But, you know, my money, you get Dave Rana going from two and seven to 11 and two and Big 12 champs. That says it all. That says it all. What do, what do you think about the CFP matchups? Uh, uh, they got it right, Duck. Um, I yeah. think uh, I didn't, I didn't, exp- I, I was really thinking they were going to make us watch Alabama, Georgia again. Said no yeah. one ever. Right. You knew that they were not going to do that. So there is some you know, subjectivity that goes into those rankings. Yeah, and it's it's sad seeing the, the betting spread on these. Alabama almost did a two-touchdown favorite. Georgia, eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan. I got to think these games might be better than that. Georgia, Michigan, two running teams, although Stetson, uh, uh, he looked very good throwing at times, but uh, Michigan's a running team. They both have great defenses. So, you know, I'm excited because it's new blood. You know, Michigan's in there the first time, group of five representing Cincinnati in there for the first time. And Georgia, they've been in it several times, but it's kind of good to have some new blood in there, don't you think? Yeah, it is. And uh, of those two games, I really think Alabama's going to work Cincinnati. I do. And I really like Desmond Ritter. John Mechie got a knee injury, maybe out. Who's got a knee? John Mechie, they're, they're great receiver. He's out. He's done. Yeah, yeah he's coming. done. That's but, what I'm saying. Sure. That's hurt. That's a big They work. have a guy we've never heard of that's, that's going to come in and do work. I mean, that's – it's saving. But there, uh, won't be any, there won't be any yummy rat poison for them to eat. They're, they're number one. They're a two-touchdown favorite. 
There's no rat poison. I'm so t- he he is just so predictable. A part uh, of me wishes he had replaced Mac because we would have had a lot lot of fun with him over these last few decades. We'd and we'd have covered a lot better bowl games too, Doug. Yeah, we'd have been the bowl games. We'd have been to some bowl <laughs> games. I don't think we'd be sitting at five and seven with St. Nick uh, running okay. the show. Um okay. wonder if you would have bought a house out in Spanish Oaks next to Kenny Vaccaro, because isn't that Probably. where his wife was supposed to be looking? That's right. He probably would have bought several houses all, all over the town, I think. So, but of yeah, those two games, uh, I think Michigan, I think Michigan can beat Georgia. I, I do. I, I think the quarter, I think the quarterback uh, competition between McNamara and, and Stetson Bennett is going to decide it. They both have really good running games. Uh, they both have premier defenses. Aiden Hutchinson is a Heisman mm-hmm. trophy candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm sticking with Georgia only because I picked them at the beginning of the year to win the championship. I'm not feeling good about that pick right now, Doug. Yeah, I just – I could feel good about Georgia. They they got the tougher row, no question about it. But at least they got chip on the shoulder going in their favor. They're angry. You know, they're really ticked off. So they got that going for them. Will that be enough? I don't know. Maybe he swaps quarterback and goes to JT Daniels. Maybe he plays – Too late. Too late for JT. Yeah, I, I think Georgia's going to be much better representative in the playoffs than they were in the SEC title game. Yeah, well, let's let's finish this up. Uh, basket hoops, we got the Texas men are going to be at Seton Hall tonight, 530. They're finally playing a real team. Well, I am tired of these directional games. Oh, Dear my God. It's not, a, not a strong schedule other than the Zags, so it would be good and good to, you know, Test the uh, test their metal a little bit and uh, see what they got. So you know, got only got three weeks left for West Virginia comes yep. in here January one. So uh, but, you got uh, Texas women are versus Idaho. Their guard, their backup point guard Ashley Chevalier with the team. She's in yeah, the transfer portal. That shows you what competition will do. Some of them will shrink and some of them will go away and. Some of them were right to the occasion. You just don't know. But you uh, know, big big win for the fighting Vic Schaefer's at Texas A and M. He gave he gave Gary Blair a gift before the game, and then he kicked his butt on his <laughs> on the court. Boy, you talk about a you talk a re, about a red pizza gift. That's rubbing gift giving salt there. in the wound, isn't it? That's rubbing salt in the wound. You know that had to feel special to Vic Schaefer. You know it, yeah. Getting so that, getting his old boss. Yeah, they're good. They, you know, it's too bad they let the win at Tennessee get away from them. They're good and getting better all the time. So, ought to be uh, ought to be a lot of fun in the, the months ahead. Well, man, well, we we had a, we had a blast today. Kenny Vaccaro was great. We hey, big props to Kenny Vaccaro for joining us today. And um, big sports weekend coming up. Uh, we'll be back next. Oh, will we be back, Duck? We're going to take a little hiatus because. We're both going on vacation. We're going to come back in the middle of bowl season to chop it up with you. That'll do it for episode 244 of On Second Thought. For the duck, our producers, uh, Chandler and Fish, I'm Sed Golden. We appreciate you. Happy holidays, and we'll see you again soon. Be safe. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.